Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And on this episode, what I wanted to talk about is opportunity cost in medical sales. And I'm going to start by sharing a uh, message that I got on LinkedIn from one of the listeners to the podcast. And so I'm going to read that to you quickly. Um, And so... Let me read that to you, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna discuss that a little bit further, and we're gonna talk uh, opportunity costs. So, the uh, the message I got is. Um One of your podcasts was really beneficial to my last interview. The skill of following up got me to the final stage, but I didn't get the position because I don't speak Spanish fluently. How do I overcome that? So the the question is, how do I overcome the objection of speaking Spanish fluently? You know, and my response to him was you don't speak Spanish fluently? He's like, no. I was like, well, honestly, I don't know how you're going to be able to overcome that objection. Like there are certain objections that are legitimate objections. There are some objections that are not legitimate and you've got to be able to, you've got to do your work and your job up front to identify what are the real objections that you're getting and how can you make sure that you, uh, you work your way through the illegitimate ones, getting yourself to the legitimate ones. And he said, He said, you know, I made it to the final stages of the interview process because I was doing a better job of following up and that's good, but you can't get to the, to the last stage of an interview and lose that interview because you don't speak Spanish fluently. Like that has to come up earlier in the interview process. Like it has to be round one of the interview. If you know, it it either says in the job description that, you know, needs to speak Spanish fluently, or it comes up in the phone conversation that, Hey, you know, we need you to speak Spanish. Like there's just no way that it gets to the last stage of the interview. And then you find out, Oh, by the way, the only, the only people that we're going to consider for this position are people that speak Spanish fluently. Like that has to come up earlier and you've got to do your job of understanding and identifying. Is that a real objection or is it a fake one? Is it legitimate or is it illegitimate, right? Like he gets to the end of the interview process and it sounds like it's a legitimate objection. What you've got to do earlier in the interview stages are figure out, hey, look, on your job description for this position, it says, you know, speak Spanish fluently. Is that a real objection, right? Like you've got to figure that out. And I would ask it, you know, for example, in this way, I would say, hey, look, you know, I'm, you're talking to somebody on the phone, likely for the first interview screen. You say, hey, look, the job description says that you need to speak Spanish fluently. Now, regardless of how good the person is in this position, if they don't speak Spanish fluently, are you not going to hire them? Right? Because I don't speak Spanish fluently. Right? Like that has to come out in stage one. Like there's just no way that can you can go through the entire interview process and then find out that out at the end. That is that's, that's killing your time. And so when it comes to opportunity cost, what I mean by that, you know, opportunity cost is when you are giving up 
potential gain elsewhere pursuing this opportunity in front of you. And I think the easiest way to understand it, at least in my mind, is marriage, right? Like I've, I've been married now for five years, a little bit over five, I guess five and a half years. And when I married my wife, I essentially gave up the opportunity of getting with any other women. That's opportunity cost, right? Like there's some people that don't get married. Okay, cool. Yeah, they don't want to, right? They don't want to go down that road. I'm good with that. But for me, like I wanted to get married to her and I understand, hey, I'm giving up my opportunity cost of all the other women that I could see and meet and date and marry. I'm giving that up to be with this girl. The same thing's happening here. You know, you're interviewing for a job. You've got to understand what is the likelihood that I'm going to be able to get that job? <laughs> like like if, if the requirement is that you are fluent in Spanish and you don't speak Spanish, <laughs> you better pull out Duolingo on your phone or something. <laughs> or what is the, uh, what's that language learning, uh, software? Oh shit. What is the, I'm going to, I'm going to think of it later. The, uh, there's some software that I remember commercials for either way. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to think of it later. I'm going to crop it and put it back into the podcast later. But like, if, if you don't, if that's a legitimate objection, you either have to solve it by learning Spanish or you're not going to overcome it. So you've got to handle that. And so I want to, I want to move this out of just the interview phase, because I think we all understand how important it is to understand opportunity costs when interviewing, like don't waste your time on an, on pursuing an interview or pursuing a job that, you know, in the end, you're not going to be able to get for whatever reason it is. And those are legitimate objections. Now in the real world, as a rep, those things, similar things happen with opportunities that are out there. You know, I think in my experience where, where I've seen this the most is selling capital equipment. There are certain deals, there are certain capital equipment deals that come across your radar. You know, they could be anything from 50,000, they could be 500,000 and everything in between. You've got to do your job up front of identifying what is the real percentage chance I have of getting this deal. You know, and, and why it's so important to understand that is because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to pursue those opportunities that have a low probability or a low likelihood of you getting those deals, right? It doesn't mean that, um, you know, opportunity cost says that this deal is 5% likelihood of closing and this one is 50% and this one is 70%. So I'm going to spend all my time on 70%, right? Like that's not necessarily what it means because there's a lot of variables and factors that go into determining how you're going to spend your time, right? Like it matters the size of the deal. It matters how likely it, it is to close. It matters when it's expected to close. It matters what your quota is. It matters what the other opportunities are in your pipeline. It matters what your management wants to see, right? Like there's a lot of variables that go into choosing how you're going to spend your time in a territory. You know, you're just because one opportunity may have a higher likelihood of closing than another doesn't mean that you only go with a higher likelihood of closing deal. Doesn't mean that you spend all your time there, right? There's a lot of variables in the equation. And I can't sit here on this podcast and tell you how, how to extract that formula or how to, how to solve that formula for you because everybody has different products to sell. Everybody has different quotas that they're trying to meet, right? Like if, if, if it's, you know, Q3 and Q or Q4 and you are 500 grand behind your quota and you've got a deal that's, you know, $30,000 deal and it's 90% likely to close, or you've got a $500,000 deal and it's 20% likely to close, but the 500,000 is going to get your quota. It doesn't mean you're not just going to go, well, 90% deal. I'm going to focus on that one, right? Like there's variables in there, 
I use that as an illustration. There are variables in decision making on how to how to allocate your time. But that's really what it comes down to when we're talking opportunity costs in medical sales. It's understanding how to allocate your time based on the opportunities that you have in front of you. And what do you have in your pipeline? What do you need to close? What's your quota? If you if if you've got a lot of small deals in your pipeline that you can probably close or one big deal that doesn't have a high likelihood of closing, you've got to weigh those options. You've got to look at that and analyze how should I be spending my time, right? And so I wanted to um, I wanted to share that with you guys because uh, it, it gave me a good segue to talk about opportunity cost in medical sales and understanding not just on the on the when you're actually in a territory running a territory and selling, but also when you're interviewing for a medical sales position, you can't spend your time pursuing jobs and pursuing positions that that have objections in your way that you're not going to be able to handle, right? Like, and so from the very beginning, you've got to understand. Like, if it's speaking Spanish, right? Like, we'll use that one because that's that's the relevant one for this conversation. If it's speaking Spanish, you've got to figure out as quickly as possible if that's a real objection, right? Like you've got to ask them, Hey, look, I don't speak Spanish fluently. What are, if, if in the end of the day, I am the better candidate than the other person, are you going to hire the other person because they speak Spanish? Like you've got to ask that question. And if the answer is yes, you need to spend as little time on that opportunity as possible. Like your time is going to be better spent elsewhere. Go pursue the other opportunities. Go look for other opportunities. And you know, it's hard. I get it. I don't, you know, I don't stand up here on my on my soapbox pointing down at anybody else saying that like, oh, this is what you should do. Like, I'm not that ignorant. You know, when you've got opportunities in front of you and you've got this, you know, you've got this position that you you want badly, I understand that it can be hard to be clear-headed and say, oh, I'm not going to pursue this opportunity because of X, because I don't think I'm going to get it because, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's tempting. It's, it's like the, it's like the horse with the carrot in front of it. That's running and running, you know, as sales reps, we, we all have quotas to hit. We all have business that we need to, to grow. We, you know, we have families to feed. So it's tempting when you've got the carrot in front of you to pursue that carrot. But at the same time, you've got to be able to step back and say, what is the likelihood that I'm going to be able to get this? And if it's really low, it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go for those opportunities, but it does mean you need to know the ground rules. You need to know ahead of time, is this 0%? If it's above 0%, then it can be in the mix. But using your discovery questions and uncovering real objections are how you're going to be be able to identify if this opportunity is literally 0%. Like this guy, Leonard, who messaged me, you know, he finds out in the last stage of the interview that the likelihood of him getting that position was 0% because he didn't speak Spanish. You know, you've got to identify those as early as you can and then focus your time and effort in the areas or on different opportunities where you actually do have a chance of closing those deals. So I hope that's, uh, I hope this was helpful for you guys. Uh, spend some time thinking about the opportunities that you have in your territories as well. And, you know, there's a lot of variables that come into play that, that we talked about on this podcast. And there's probably other ones that I didn't mention as well. There's no sure one, one size fits all formula. You've got to, you've got to be able to, um, uh, make those game time decisions on how to spend your time. But I think the more that you think about it, the more that you kind of work through these types of situations and maybe hear about other people's situations, the better you're going to get at 
allocating your time appropriately. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast and we see we will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.